she wanna do, what she gonna do? Yeah. Bad boys, bad boys, what you gonna do? What you gonna do when they come for you? Bad boys, bad boys, what you gonna do? What you gonna do when they come for you? Um. Welcome back, everybody. Maddie and I are just talking about backing up our podcast episodes on a hard drive. Very crucial. Um, we don't want them to get lost. Well, I mean, and then I was saying to Maddie, I mean, yeah, that way if there's a fire, well, your hard drive is still going to get burned in that fire. <laughs> so it's not super helpful. I know Brittany and I, we were, uh, just the other day, she had an old camera and she's like, oh, look at these pictures. I'm like, oh, did you back those up on the hard drive? I don't know. <laughs> and I was like, I keep the hard drive under my bed. So... <laughs> I don't know why. I don't know. You know, it just doesn't seem that much safer. It's just like, I guess maybe they're in two places. So there's double chance that it won't get burnt. I don't know. Either way, uploading on the cloud is probably the best way to go. Isn't it funny how we do that, though? Because I think the same thing because it's what we, how do I put it? It's like, I don't know. It's funny because the people that I live with, they're they had a computer that was no longer working and it was because the hard drive was fried mm-hmm. and i was like man isn't that funny how like this entire market of external hard drives has completely been created because of people being fearful of like losing pictures because what else do you need these things for they're like a brick look at this one that i have this one's old by the way well it's and it's just it's huge it's got to be at least five or six pounds ladies and gentlemen i am holding a an external hard drive and iomega uh two terabyte hard drive and this thing is a beast but it's kind of like like it's even got a little place if you wanted to put a lock on it um like this is excessive but you don't find them like this anymore it's like you can buy a little jump drive that has more room than this thing it's true two terabytes so that's my i I don't think i could fill up a two terabyte hard drive with literally everything i've done on a computer since i've been like 12 years old well, and that's the thing. I don't even know. I don't even know why I bought this. Or maybe it was a Christmas gift. I don't know. The fact is, it's pretty useless. Now it's just a glorified paperweight because I have, well, I just don't need to back anything up. That's yeah. the biggest thing. That's a good point, though. Sometimes you're not backing stuff up for a disaster, but just for the sake of hardware not failing or hardware failing or whatever. And so. But... Like, I, I guess I get it. You know what the other funny part thing or funny thing is? Is pictures. You know, you were just talking about pictures with Brittany, but mm-hmm. it's like, why do we, why do we care about pictures? How often do you actually look at the pictures? You know, it's funny you say that because I almost never do. Exactly. But Brittany does. Really? Like often, like, you know how people always say, oh, don't film the concert. Just enjoy it because you won't look back at it anyways. Yeah. Don't film. Brittany does. She, like, I'll just see her up in her room. It? Yeah. I'll just be, she's just up in her room. We're just chilling. She's just going through pictures and smiling, going to watch a concert and being like, oh, wasn't that night great? And she'll what? just go on to the next one. No. She'll go back to this trip. Oh, I just want to look at pictures. Of... She does it, man. Wow. She's that person. She's very nostalgic. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Whereas I could care less about ever taking a picture, let alone looking back on it. You know, I laughed at my parents because they just have, like, these bookshelves full of photo albums. And I just think to myself, you better, if you guys are ever going to, well, I mean, eventually you'll die. 
But when you do, consider giving it to my brother because I am not going to keep these. Just so you know, <laughs> you know it's just going to take up room in my <laughs> in my life. I don't need that. Yeah, I hear you. You know what's funny is Brittany's Brittany's mom one day gave us a bunch of Brittany's crap because she's been on Brittany for years. Like, get the stuff out of my house. You're an adult now. And then Brittany looks at one of it's one of her baby photo albums. And she's like, Mom, this is for you. You're supposed to look at this and love me. I don't want this yet. I don't want. No, this it's yours. Yet. I, they're your pictures. I'm like, she's like, Mom, I was a baby. <laughs> it's hilarious dude but then it's stuff like that like why would you ever need that do your children or grandchildren or great-grandchildren gonna care about britney's baby photos they might like come How on would it be to see your great-grandfather's photos right now well mm, i i wouldn't care to be honest no I, no offense to any of my relatives That's that very may or may not be listening them. dude come on now nobody cares about that stuff do you know the last time i looked through a photo album never Really? Well, that's not true. You know, the I worst go through was... my parents' photo albums and stuff. That's interesting to see all these relatives I don't know who are super old or dead. Derek, it's not that interesting. <coughs> who explains your to you who everyone boring, is? You should get a more interesting. Dude, I have a huge family. I didn't say bigger. Interesting. Interest. <laughs> hey, I got some interesting family members. How would you know? You don't even look Dude, at them ever. I have an uncle who's an Olympian. <laughs> what up? Boom. You have a what? An uncle that's an Olympian. Oh, really? Yeah, man. Two-time Olympian. And my aunt also in what, in ran what sport? Uh, cross-country skiing. No way. Yeah, man. So, you know, no big deal. I mean, the rest of my family is... I don't want to say that they haven't achieved anything in life because they've all been very successful in their pursuits, but... Nothing quite to, like, a global level like my uncle. I mean, he didn't win a medal or anything, which that would have been even cooler, obviously. But yeah. he at least he got to the Olympics. That's, like, the highest stage you can get for the majority of sports in the world, you got to think, right? That's true. That's true. So, yeah. Um, yeah, tell that's me, pretty cool. Tell me all about all the interesting family members you have. Um, well, I have... They just travel from far off places. That's just cool to me. Oh. You know. Jeez. So you would never do like a one of those family tree things from one of those websites? I don't know what those websites are called. Ancestry.ca or Ancestry.com or you, know, you can look at records. that's just to and... see. Isn't that just a you spit in a cup or whatever to find out? They do that are? too. Now, I think. 23andMe does that. I don't know if they're partners or not, but... No, Ancestry.ca, they have, like, they've digitized all these old records and stuff. And then that means you can search databases to try and find your old relatives. And then, because it's kind of cool how they do it, because people are building their family trees. So, for example, if I'm building my family tree and I go back so far, and someone else, their family tree intersects with mine, that means I can see sort of the work they've done because, okay, look, that's, you know what I mean? It's kind of cool how they've made it so that it kind of self-perpetuates. But All right, here's my you, thought on that. Not interested. If they're not looking for me, I ain't looking for them. That's dumb, man. That's uh, I don't know. I'm all full up on relatives and friends, you know. I guess I got as many as I need. You know, it is interesting <laughs> that you bring that up, though, because my grandfather on my dad's side was from 
So for those of you that don't know anything about me, uh, I was originally born in a place called Inuvik at the top of the Northwest Territories in Canada. Um, and my grandfather got up there from Ontario. And I've talked to my dad about this a couple times in the last year, but he actually never met any of his dad, like his dad's relatives. And so oh, wow. my grandfather would fly to Ontario a couple times a year, visit with like his parents, his siblings, all those kind of people, and then fly back to Inuvik. And from what my dad tells me, he, as far as he knows, he's never met like his grandparents on that side, any relatives of any sort over there. That's and wild, so, man. And I don't even know if my dad knows exactly where he was from in Ontario. Just southern Ontario, somewhere around like the Toronto see, area. You can figure that out on Ancestry.ca. I mean, these people Anyways, have never been part of my life, though. I just it's simply fine. don't it's care. Fine. It could be. It could be about. Dude, how much of your family tree do you really know? Not much. That's why it'd be cool to figure it out. My record won't be that good because I'm not from North America. Oh, is it only a North America thing? No, but the records are only good in North America. Right. <laughs> Right, right. Gotcha. Okay, yeah. It just seems to get worse. You're going to have a real tough time. Well, I mean, you were a British colony, though. they got to have some sort of documentation, I'm sure. Yeah. I don't know. We looked, me and Brittany, once. Spotty. Brittany, we found her great-great-grandpa's signature when he came over from the UK and when he signed up for the war, World War One, or some crazy nonsense like that. It was wild. Well, that's interesting, I guess. Not oh, interesting I, enough that I would ever look into it for myself, but interesting for you, <laughs> I guess, I should say. Anyways. Anyways. Um, so what are we talking about this week, Maddie? Let's get on to it. Um, we're talking about bad corporations. Yeah. You know, we were t discussing what we should talk about this week, and we were kind of like, well, we've been rah, rah, rahing the free market. Well, maybe not quite. That's maybe a bit of an aggressive way of saying it but in a way but let's add some balance some color to this conversation and say hey there's a lot of times companies do some pretty messed up stuff yep that's very true yeah and i want to let all these listeners know Derek asked me earlier to look up some companies that have been doing some questionable stuff in history and i want him to know at the same time as you guys that i did not do that Oh my gosh. <laughs> so I apologize for that, but... Uh, Don't tell all listeners how I'm, little you put into this episode. How dare you? Uh, I'm sure I can think up some stuff as we go along, though. That's just so, Nothing like knowing you're flying by the seat of your pants. Okay, so you're the one who kind of wanted to do this, so I just want you to kind of flesh out kind of what you're hoping to explain to people. Well, I think... I don't know if I'm trying to explain anything so much as exploring the other side. I think, and we're going to have a poll up on our Facebook page, we kind of discussed, based on, you well, know, we, we are. Wanna, yeah, we're, we're going to do it. I don't know how to do it, but Maddie looks like he knows how to do it. Oh, and okay. I think our listeners will, will agree that's the least he could do, considering <laughs> oh, how prepared wow. he was for this episode. <laughs> um, generally, do you feel like corporations are good or bad or other, let's say? You know, it's something simple. Let's give a third option. I mean, I don't want people to just say good or bad, I don't think. It's fair to live in that unnecessary right. left and right. right. But anyways, 
Um, I think I just want to point out that, you know, we've been saying a lot of good things about the way the market sort of solves problems and fixes things and helps people out, but that's not always the case. And we understand that. And, and here's some examples. Um, you know, in recent memory, you know, we can obviously list some big ones like Enron. A lot of people know Enron. They messed up uh, in the early 2000s. Uh, WorldCom, Nortel for Canadians. Remember when they went bankrupt because they lied about their books? You don't know, remember that? Nope. Okay. 2008, all the <laughs> banks that messed that up. But more recently, um, and I'm sure most people remember this, the Volkswagen's emissions scandal. Oh, yeah. So if you're not familiar with the details, what happened was Volkswagen, which I want you guys to know, Volkswagen is a huge auto manufacturer. I think in the previous episode, we talked about how there's not that many auto manufacturers in the world. They just are all owned by other people. I think they're top seven or eight. Um, they're big, like Porsche, um, Volkswagen, a bunch of other brands under there. Anyways, they sold a bunch of cars and now, particularly in the United States, but also in Europe as well, um, you have to pass an emissions test with that vehicle before you can sell it in those markets. Um, what they did was they made the computer know when it was being tested and alter the way the emissions were being created by the car, just alter the way the car was running. And then as soon as the test was over, the computer would turn that off and it would go back to admitting emissions the normal way. So completely program the car's computer to trick, excuse me, to trick the test, which is straight up fraud. That is. Yeah, it's about as bad as it gets, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, that's really bad. Now, I, did, I didn't look up the exact numbers, but the market, like the, the, value of Volkswagen in, in, in Germans, in the German stock exchange. I'm not sure if they're cross-listed in, in New York, but it dropped precipitously. It dropped a lot. And, and they just misled all their car owners. And then they had to go through this program. If anybody had a Volkswagen, you know, you had to take it in to Volkswagen. They had to reprogram the computer and then they had to win back the public trust. And that's, that, that's a really good example, I think, of a company who I mean, I don't know if they ever would have done it if they didn't got caught. Really, they just got their hand caught with the cookie jar, and now they're pretending that they could. I don't know. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, no, absolutely. I think that's always the biggest thing, too, is, you know, for those that don't know, I'm actually learning about this in one of my classes. There's this difference between fraud and error. And a lot of the time with a situation like that, you know, companies might be able to slough it off as error. Like, oh, we, we made a mistake. My bad. We didn't realize that our computer program was, you know, faulty and you know, changing uh, information or basically, you know, doing what it was doing. Um, and then there's fraud. And a lot of it comes down to intent. So I, I struggle with companies like this because they're so huge. And I think the only company I can think of that parallels it is, do you remember when BP had that huge oil spill in the Gulf of Mexico? Yeah, that was rough. That was error for sure, though. Yeah, absolutely. But it's more just the fact that, like, these companies have these huge issues, especially when it comes to the or not the economy, the environment, because emissions ultimately affects the environment. Mm -hmm. um, and then you have this huge oil spill. They get a huge slap on the hand, but it, it's not like it ever shuts down their operations. It's not like it. I don't know that these fines that they end up having to pay, these penalties, like that they really amount to enough to actually like really hurt them. Interesting. You know, because, like, think about it. Volkswagen isn't going away because of the scandal. No. You know, just like BP oil thing. isn't going away because of that whole situation, right? Like, I'm sure That's they've true. recovered by now and that they're, 
you know, chugging along just fine, making tons of money. But it's how do you affect these companies to a point where it's like we're not playing around anymore and these mistakes are going to begin to hurt you maybe not just financially maybe it's that people need to lose their jobs maybe it's that you need you know fresh kind of perspective in there i'm not sure yeah totally i think that's a good point you make in that you know maybe we don't want companies to just go shut it down because ultimately it was a group of people likely who knew this was happening made it happen and and kept it going so it doesn't really make sense to you know punish those people fire them find the company no put those dudes in jail like if you're gonna commit fraud yeah and i'm not and i'm not just talking about like rich guy jail i want you going into like the scummy jails (laughs) i want you going to that dirty jail okay well that's funny you mentioned that because that's probably another and we don't have to go into this detail but another example of a corporation that's for profit that shouldn't be in the united states and that is prisons (laughs) we have the current setup where it's you're incentivized or corporations are incentivized to keep people in prisons and to get people into prison which is just wild just outrageous that that's the case but anyways if we go back to the other the volkswagen or or bp um yeah you're right if it's fraud that's that's you're going to jail and i think an important way to think of it and while in, in many ways it's not practically this way but you know if i own a share of volkswagen ag it and and because of some executive the company gets fined $10 $10 billion, and then on top of that has to pay another $20 billion to bring all the cars back in and readjust them, I'm going to be mad. I don't care that the company's going to be out the next day or you know eventually get back to where it was. I'm going to be upset that they took $30 billion of value from a company I own and pissed it all away because they couldn't follow the rules. Do you know what I mean? Yep. And that's, and that's important. Yeah, that I, is value that's gone. I, I guess. I just think that there needs to be like greater consequences, maybe to individuals. So that and I think there is in that in that case. I didn't look it up, but I'm sure those guys suffered something. Well, I just want it. I want those consequences to be so severe the first time, so that no one ever even like thinks about doing it unless they're willing to pay that same price, if not more. Yeah, fair enough. Fair. Uh, the next time it happens. Yeah. But hey, can we talk about prisons for a sec? Because that is like a really interesting one because in the united states and this isn't like no crap on the states because i'm sure there are prisons down there that are doing well or like doing things properly i'd like to think that there are anyway but you know the other one hospitals think about how many like hospitals are privately owned yeah and it's like those people you know i mean maybe as canadians we're just soft and we we just think that healthcare should be free because we know no different Mm mm-hmm but I just think, man, that is a shady business when you're charging people like hundreds of thousands of dollars just to stay alive, basically. Because I've thought about that. If I ever got, if I was ever an American and I got sick, I think I would just want to die because of the financial burden on like my family, yes. especially for like terminal illnesses or something. It's like just take me out back. Yeah, well, I mean, it's it's uh, expensive to die slowly in America. They say. It's unaffordable, really. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, I feel like that's a good example of how there's real benefits and drawbacks to each. Um, and I, maybe we talked about this, but our 
um, universal health care program here in Canada is far from perfect, as I'm sure. I mean, we always, us, us countries like Canada and other countries in Europe, like to laugh at the states and their ridiculous fees to, to get basic health care. And don't mind, don't get me wrong, I love that we don't. But boy, do they, because of the fact that they have to be efficient and um, operate at a profit, do they figure out some crazy good medical stuff and do they do a good job of taking care of people? It's just unfortunate that you have to have the money to be one of those people or have that in the insurance. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. And that's the thing too, right? That's the flip side of it. A lot of the time I think with, when it comes to capitalism and as soon as capitalism kind of enters into the market to a an area that's typically, you know, not for profit or government mandated um things all of a sudden begin to advance you know yeah uh mainly because these guys are it's capitalism they're trying to be as good as they possibly can be yeah and i think it's why you see you know certain you know doctors who are obviously just on the the cutting edge um especially within the american kind of medical system i just think that it's just so sad that there's no no give and take for that. Like, I, I just think that people should be able to get, um, I guess those health services, no matter what, and at like no real cost, but at the same time, when there's no incentive to be doing better than the next guy, then what's the level drive of care you to do it? Yeah. yeah, of course. Yeah. There's a I, number of healthcare providers that, you know, sometimes just need to be fired and it's not going to happen in Canada like it will in the States. Yeah and, <laughs> yeah, and I was just going to say, I think we see that the most in Canada is when, like, you go to a hospital and you wait, like, three or four hours and exactly. no one else is in the waiting room, but you are, and it's because there's only, like, one doctor on shift and you're like, what the heck is going on here? Yeah. But... Yeah, no, I mean, universal healthcare is good, but there's a lot of good things about this, the system in the States in terms of, especially, I think I've talked about this, non-emergent, important things don't get done in Canada. Don't get done. So yeah. if I'm not going to die, but my arm really hurts, my back is out or, you know what I mean? And I can't really do what I need to do for life. Like I can't walk well. I can't, you know, use my arm properly. If I can't sit properly, you know, they'll get to it. But if you're not going to die from it, it is not, you know what I mean? Yeah. And you're, it's, you're actually a really great example of this, right? Mm-hmm. Because you've been having back problems over this last year and whatnot and it's like you think about it if you lived in the states man that'd be dealt with tomorrow exactly if i'm under the knife i'm seeing a surgeon or a specialist and they're like yeah yeah we can do this we can do that yeah. you know it's different it's, solved within the week. it's like well to get an mri it's gonna be eight months you're like what <laughs> that's exactly <laughs> yeah and a surgeon six months after that so yeah and yeah so you know, you'll be 35 us, we'll by the you. time you, you exactly have it fixed it's like, but if I can, you know, and to be fair, if, you, if you're going to die, they'll get you in, they'll get it done. But otherwise, you're going to wait. Yeah, totally, <laughs> totally, totally. Anyways, I got one more. I okay. know that's not a lot, but I think we're we're going to, this one is it's from a documentary on Netflix, actually. Brittany and I were just Ooh. watching. Um, have you heard of redlining in the okay. States? Hang on, point out. I will watch this documentary as soon as the guy I'm sponging Netflix off of updates his credit card. 
Oh, you, they canceled your account, eh? No, it's not my account. It's his account. I just happen Jeez. to be a leech. Uh, yeah. So I just That's noticed that the payment method needs to be updated. I'm sure his credit card just expired or whatever. Need needed a new one. But yeah, can't I, I can't currently watch Jeez. any Netflix because Listen of this. To this complaining, so, this complaining barnacle. Here's the thing: if there's anyone out there that's willing to just lend me their Netflix information, wow. so that I can, so I can watch some Netflix over the next little while till this thing gets resolved, I would greatly appreciate it. Feel free to email us, message us on social media. I will see it immediately. But <laughs> uh, yeah, I. <laughs> That's that's my my toss out to to the crowd. Okay, I'm too cheap to pay yeah. for it. It's funny, Brittany and I are carrying the team too. We have Netflix, and I think Brittany's parents, Brittany's sister, and my little brother are using our Netflix. It's great. Yeah. See, those people appreciate it more than you think. Okay. It's true. It's true, and that's by design. I mean, I think. Uh, yeah, Jocelyn, Brittany's sister, and her parents definitely were by design. My brother just one day, my other brother said he. He, I don't know, he couldn't get a hold of him, so he called me instead. <laughs> he just, I, was, I don't know, maybe my dad didn't know what the password is, too. He's, he's just bouncing around, finding someone to borrow a Netflix password. I just need a Netflix password, man. But then, to be fair, he lets me use his Prime, his Prime Video Ooh, password. So that's yeah, a see, that's a, that's a good swap. Yeah, yeah see, yeah. I'm, I'm just rocking the Amazon Prime like a, like a struggling uh, movie viewer. Yeah. Okay. Anyways, let's get back to this Netflix documentary. Um, redlining in the states. Now I'm not going to get into it. It's a terrible practice that was um, come up with back in the I think it was the '60s. So we have the civil rights movement in the states where you know black people were looking for equal rights, equal representation. Um, and then at the same time, or similarly, the government, the United States government, decided that, you know what, Americans should be able to buy houses. That's what we're going to do. We're going to support Americans, support to get that American dream. And um, organizations like Fannie and Freddie Mae, or their precursors, started providing government loans to people. And if you know today, the bulk of most people's wealth is their primary residence, particularly that generation, though is their home and that's where they could get equity to do things they could sell that home with the profits do other things and blah 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 but what they did with these programs is what they would do is they would redline certain areas of cities and say we won't lend in these areas because property values just don't support it it's too risky it's blah 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 and those areas were always predominantly black communities it's terrible absolutely terrible and so black people were kept out of that wealth that was generated through home ownership, through being able to own property in your neighborhood. And then even, you know, they had a senator on there, it was a black senator, he said his dad tried to buy a property in a non-red line area and they the realtor wouldn't sell it to them. They had to trick the realtor letting him do it. So anyways, um, long story short, this got abolished or this policy got updated or abolished, blah, 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 in the 80s or 90s, I believe. I think it was the 90s. And then Wells Fargo, a big bank in the States, was caught. Um, now they weren't redlining, they were lending to black borrowers, but they would give them subprime mortgages. And so what a subprime mortgage is, is, you know, like a risky person, right? And so these people would have similar net worth, similar credit scores, but would get crappier interest rates because they were black. That was seemingly because they were black. That was the only thing on paper. It looked the same. Wells Fargo was getting higher interest rates out of black people and then they were defaulting higher defaulting more because they were paying more interest on these loans and so i think wells fargo paid a huge fine 
for for this practice. It's very hard to prove um, because it's like, well, there's so many different things that go into a loan adjudication, but you can, um, yeah, they got fined a lot of money for discriminating on how they adjudicated loans. So they made more money off black people and held them down at the same time. That's just, so wow. gross. Yeah, it's terrible. That's so gross. Mm -hmm. And it's like, oh, this is where I just get so sad is because like, not even to sound like the the social justice warrior or anything like that, but I just think it's so sad that there was ever a point where we discriminated someone because of their skin color. Like, mm -hmm. as if because you're black and I'm I'm white, that you are less than me or you're not going to be able to, you know, that you're going to bring down the the property value in my neighborhood because of your skin color. I know it's you wild. Know? I just think that like, that's such an absurd mentality. I don't even understand how people, I mean, it's also because I'm not a racist, but I don't understand how people ever get to that point where they are racist, I guess. It just seems so wild and man. And yet like Wells Fargo, huge bank. If you live in Philadelphia, guess what? That's what your sports arena is named after. Mm. And it's like, I'm pretty sure it's in Philadelphia, the Wells Fargo Center. It's where the 76ers yeah. play. Uh, but it's like, man, how on earth do we allow that to happen? And yet, you know, people like that need to just be like beaten in public. <laughs> I, that's what I want. I want you're all about punishing people harshly. Hey, you're like, oh, dude, because you know what happens if you making examples of people the first time, nobody yeah, does it so. afterwards. Big disciplinarian there, hey, eh, Maddie? Jeez. <laughs> Dude, I just, oh, man, you know, there are places in this, uh, where was it? You know, I won't I won't mention names, but uh, a mutual acquaintance of ours who lives in a different country was telling me how they still had, like, public hangings. Wow. And I was like, whoa, that is extreme. Or are you about to say, but in this case, maybe it's appropriate? <laughs> you know, maybe it is. I mean, I'm not saying let's take life or anything like that. But I'm saying these people should have, like, I don't know, a single rock thrown at them really hard. Or, like... <laughs> the partial stoning. Yeah. Like, I don't want them to die from getting hit, like, a million times by rocks. But I would definitely want them to be like, man, that sucked. And I never want to feel that again. So I don't really know what that punishment is, but I just think there needs to be some sort of shaming where they realize, oh, this is a bad thing and I should never do it again. And I should recognize that I should never do it again because of the punishment, but also because I'm an idiot who thinks that black people are less than white people. I know. I struggle with sad. that, man. I really do. You what? I said I struggle with that. I really do. Like I, it just yeah. It genuinely makes me sick. Uh, to think that there are people who think that way. Yeah. No, it's terrible. And I mean, you know, the, you can see how how it, it was hidden behind a veil of, well, you know, this is nothing to do with race. It's just these neighborhood values, blah, 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 blah. And then that just happens to be where all the black people left. And they were just, it's the saddest thing because you look at wealth based on race in the United States and it is a huge disparity. And then you look at how wealth has appreciated and, and how much of it is due to home ownership and it's just it's just the saddest thing
Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It, it, it's rough. Yeah, but absolutely. anyways, Wells Fargo wasn't responsible for redlining, just in case anybody's thinking that. They were responsible for after redlining was banned, continuing to offer crappier loans to people based, based on this color of their skin. Do you wonder if any of those lenders were ever black guys? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe. Actually, there's an episode in Suits about this. Not an episode, a whole, a whole section where um, Rachel Zane, who is now Duchess of something because she's uh what's her name she's Duchess a princess of essex now. okay uh, megan marsh markle <laughs> megan markle megan windsor now i guess i don't know yeah. <laughs> megan of the house of windsor anyways <laughs> her and her dad took down a big bank that was doing that and then they brought in a black lender who said no my company doesn't do that and they were like whatever their company totally does was, i remember that board meeting <laughs> it was exactly what they did they brought in a black lender to say we don't do that <laughs> <laughs> um, T, you know what? Here's a fun fact for you. Okay, going to pop culture for a sec, folks. Okay. I tried starting to watch Suits. Yeah. Couldn't do it. From the beginning, you couldn't do Dude, it? I don't find it interesting. Oh, how many episodes that, did you give it? I got like three quarters, or not even, I got like halfway through one. Oh, dude, you gotta, you can't, you can't that do guy, that. You gotta give Netflix shows or any show three episodes minimum. That guy who's like trying to do the Barney Stinson impression at the very beginning, I can't have that guy in my life. I don't know what What's you're talking his name? about. Harvey? Oh, Harvey Mueller. Yeah, that he, guy's. Mm-hmm. I think not he Harvey. He's not cool. Harvey. Harvey. What's his name? He thinks he's cooler than he is. That's the problem. Yeah. It could be. It's my issue. But he's like the main guy in the whole thing, isn't he? Yeah, Harvey. Yeah, yeah he's the main lawyer. It's him and Mike. Him and Mike Ross. Uh, Harvey Specter. Harvey Specter. There we go. Well, yeah. maybe I'll give it another try. As soon as Netflix. Three episodes, man. Three episodes. I know it's typically my minimum. That's what you got to do, otherwise you can't speak on how good a show is, man. I They're just figuring uh, stuff out in the first one, yeah. and they keep going from there. Yeah, it's kind of true, I guess. Okay. Yeah. Well, fair enough. Fair enough. Anyways, Maddie, Anyways. are you ready for stock talk? Stock talk, dude. We got to get like a little musical bit in there. No, we keep saying that. And do you I keep know any? Do you know any musicians? Camera, but nobody can see the finger guns. What? <laughs> the finger guns, dude. Maybe <laughs> what we need is a poster of you. With the finger guns. And, Saying, stop talk! And we'll throw that up on, like, on the social media. Yeah, on the social media. That's the guy in charge of our social media. I <laughs> <laughs> said the social media. On, on the Facebook and the Instagram. <laughs> Nothing but the best over here. Talk to me. <laughs> okay, what are we doing, stock talk? Awesome. Okay, Did well, it. you know, people probably think I'm going to start talking about how markets have dipped significantly in the last week or two. I don't think I'm they're not. thinking that. I could speculate on it, but honestly, you could just open up a browser and everybody will have their reasons for it. And some of them are real, some of them are not. One day we should talk about um, the financial industry's infatuation with pretending like they know what causes things to happen in the market and whether or not they actually do. Like, it's it's a huge lesson in correlation versus causation. It's it's outrageous what they suggest the market believes in. But anyways, what I'm going to talk to you guys about is another economic indicator. And this one's kind of interesting, I think. I don't think people would know that this is happening. Um, it is called the Purchasing Managers Index. Have you heard of the purchasing, the PMI index? The old PMI. No, I've never actually. I've heard of the consumer. Uh, what is it? Some consumer index. I don't know, man. Price. That's like PCI? inflation and stuff. Nope. Nope. CPI. Consum- Consumer CPI. Price. Yeah, yeah, I know that one. 
Yeah. Anyways, so what this does, what I mean by economic indicator is just like a way of figuring out where we think the economy is going, right? So this is actually done by an outfit called the Institute of Supply Management. And it's a monthly survey, an actual survey that's sent to executives at more than 400 companies. And what it asks them is, is um, questions around five different areas. So new orders, inventory levels, production, supplier deliveries, and employment. And so what they do then is they take a formula, they weigh each of these areas equally, and then the number ends up between zero and 100. And the way they work their formula, if it's above 50, things are expanding, things are looking good. If it's below 50, things are not looking good, things are contracting. So it's kind of cool. Um, and if it's at 50, there's no change. Um, and it's kind of cool to think about because it's just all based on like, a bunch of guys saying, oh, what do I think about this? What do I think about that? And then they send it in and we have an index that people make decisions on. <laughs> <laughs> so real, really no no actual evidence or, or proof behind Well, you know, you're probably right, but at the same time, you know, short term, the stock market, I think it was um, Warren Buffett's mentor, Ben Ben Benjamin Graham said, in the short term, stock market's a voting machine. Long term, it's a weighing machine. So short term, really, the what people think about the market is kind of what it's going to be. You know what I mean? It's one of those things that's kind of is chicken and the egg. Like, is it because they said it's going to be bad that it's bad or is it right. bad because, you know what I mean? Or is it bad because, yeah. <laughs> it's just one of those things that's kind of weird. <laughs> yeah, no, that's right. That's what I was actually kind of thinking too is like maybe these guys actually dictate a lot more than they think. Yeah, exactly. It's, uh, yeah. It reminds me of that part in the Matrix where Neo walks in to see the, uh, some chick who tells the future. I don't remember her name. And then he breaks a vase. No, she says, oh, don't worry about the vase. And then he breaks the vase. And then he's like, oh, how'd you know? And she's like, then the, how do I know? And you're going to be wondering soon if you would have broken the vase had I not said anything. <laughs> you know what I mean? Which is a real good, real good point. So, yeah. Any, anything else to add to the stock talk, Maddie? Well, Tarek, my personal opinion on the PMI <laughs> I can't actually remember what the P and the M stand for, but I remember index. Purchasing uh, managers. Purchasing index. managers index. Uh, no, I literally have nothing. Mm, I'm trying to think. Matt's stock choice of the week. Maybe I'll make this a thing where I just pick okay. a random stock that people should invest in. If they got okay. a little spare cash. Uh, yeah. You know. I was looking at the Nike stock over the last year. Yeah. It's done nothing but climb. Is that right? Eh? I heard they really gained some ground with that Colin Kaepernick thing. That was super controversial. I mean, obviously we covered that a little bit. But guys, if you look at their trend over the last year, it just keeps going up. I mean, it doesn't always go up immensely, but it keeps going up. So yeah. if you're bored, you got an extra, I think it's like 80-something dollars for a share. So you probably need like, I mean... You probably need a significant amount of money to actually make like a worthwhile investment. But yeah, no, not really. I mean, do you, where's the place to find like stocks that cost less than a dollar? Uh, you know, you just go on uh, any um, like Yahoo Finance, Google Finance, and then go to a stock screener, and then from that stock screener, you just like limit the price. It's just like a the thing that lets you set what stocks show up based on a search. Mm -hmm. And then you just say priced from zero to one dollar or whatever, and then 
See, yeah. I think that's more the people I want to talk to. The people who don't have a lot of money because I know what it's like to be that person. <laughs> so it's like, yo, if you're looking for those 80 cent dollar stocks, boom, we're going to get yeah. you hooked up so that your $100 goes a lot further than if you're buying stocks that are like $100 a piece. But anyways, you know, hey, by the way, before we mm. go, yeah, a couple things. I think can I might have. A, yeah, of course I can hear you. Good. Uh, I think I might have a couple guests for us to come on. Ooh, who are we talking to? Dude, no one with any sort of financial knowledge. Nice. That's all right. But I still want my buddy Kirby Stones to come on. What's Kirby Stones bringing to the table? I don't know what he brings to the table yet. Uh, Maddie. But... <laughs> <laughs> hey, don't count him out. He'll... I mean, you could have sold him. You could have just come up with a... I'm trying to think. I don't actually... You know, me and Kirby Stones, we've just reconnected over the last couple of weeks because he's been listening to the podcast. Is that and, right? Uh, yeah, we've been we've been talking a little bit here and there, and I told him, you know, maybe you should come on. Come hang out. Come chat. I got a buddy, too, I should bring and, on. Yeah. I mean, he's he took a sociology degree. Okay. That's actually super interesting. Yeah, but it has nothing to do with money. No, however, no, I mean it has a lot. However, it's he lives in Vancouver. Man. Like everything's talking, connected. We're talking Vancouver, Vancouver. Maybe if you can, can predict or understand how people interact and do certain things, that's that's money, man. Yeah, that's true. Oh, maybe yeah. we could talk about that. Spending yeah. habits. Maybe know something. Is he practicing sociologist? I genuinely have no idea. What have you guys been talking about for the last six weeks? I'd have to check my Instagram here. Oh my gosh. Don't worry about it. It's fine. <laughs> oh no, we're going to find out. Ladies and gentlemen, we're di doing a deep dive into Matt's direct messages here. Um, let me guess. Meme, meme, haha. <laughs> Smiley face with the with the uh, crying eyes. Ha ha ha. No, we were talking about. Oh, the conversation started on Friday, so not the last couple weeks. Really, just the last like six days. Um. <laughs> There's like such different units of time. Uh, so anyways, um, we were talking because I watched the movie The Princess Bride for the first time this last week. Oh, good film, man. Good no, film. No, it's a terrible movie, Tarek. Don't ever yeah. say it's a good film again. Got no context. It was terrible. You can't even say that's like blasphemy. Dude, that movie, it's I don't want to say it's sucked. Watch by yourself. But... And... No, watch me. it with other people. It's just, it wasn't for me. It wasn't for me. Yeah, all right. Anyways. Ladies and gentlemen, maybe we'll try and get Kirby Stones on the podcast. I'm also kind of hoping that he'll listen to this and be like, no way, Matt mentioned me? Mm, <laughs> best friend for life. <laughs> oh, geez. Maybe. Okay. Maybe. Who are you thinking of? Who's your buddy? Oh, I got a couple of different buddies. I got a, you know, I'd like to get some more guests on the show. I think, uh, you know, if any of our listeners want to be guests on the show, send us an email about a topic you'd like to talk about and we'll we'll do it. That's yeah. mostly what I'm thinking. They're like, hey, I know people in these fields, and this would be an interesting topic in that field. Let's talk about it. Do you know what I mean? So, Dude, maybe we should get Mr. Ideal Lawn Care. Ideal yeah, we could. Property, whatever. How do you know about that? Dude, I follow him on Instagram. Oh, yeah, fair enough. Yeah, we could. We had dinner with them on Saturday. Exactly. What's his name again, Ty? Yep. Boom. Tell I don't Ty. know if you should just be saying people's names that you don't <laughs> Like, you don't know if he wants to be his name on there. Dude, I don't care. I just said his first name. That's true, it's but a... that's why I was telling you that before you got too far. <laughs> I don't know how to pronounce his last name, so. That's a good point. I have no idea how to do it either. <laughs> so we're good there. 
We're yeah, in the clear. Yeah, that's a local entrepreneur. You know, we can get a local entrepreneur on. Yeah, that'd be fun. Yeah, totally. No? No? Hmm. I don't know. Well, stand by, folks. In the next couple of weeks, we'll have some interesting guests for you. Just throwing it out there. Just throwing it out there. Okay. Yeah, I like it. There you All go. All right, buddy. Well, I got to go eat dinner. Cool. So I got to right. get out of here. Hey, hey fans, please leave us a review. Give us a rating on iTunes. It'll really help us out. Um, and comment on our social media. Follow us at the uh, links in the description. All right. Talk to you guys later. What you gonna do? What you gonna do?